Well, I want to welcome you all to worship, and I especially want to welcome all of my friends who I normally see in the upper campus at Sunday School with Miss Lisa. So, and if you want to, if you're more comfortable as a kid, if you want to come sit right here during worship, feel free to. If you want to stay with mom and dad, that's great too, okay? So, for our blue box today, I want you to imagine, like, go back and, and imagine with me what it was like for me the night before I started middle school, okay? You guys there? Tomorrow I am starting a new school, middle school. You're going to hate it. Mom, I need meds. Um, I haven't gone to a new school since, since kindergarten. You're going to hate no. it. And I have to take the bus. And my best friend, well, I'm a little nervous about it because my best friend moved away this summer. And you're, you're not going to know anyone on that bus. Did you... Did you know that in middle school, you have to change classes, and if you're late to class, you get this thing called a tardy slip, and you get in trouble? <clears throat> you're going to be so tired. That school is massive, and you're going to have to run with your three-ton backpack on, and you only have two minutes. I don't think my backpack can hold three tons. <laughs> in two minutes? I thought it was ten. I'm going to die. You're going to be sent to the office on the first day but I've never been sent to the office. What I really am worried about, though, actually, is how hard middle school is. Do you know that the textbooks in there are like this thick? Yep, and you're going to lose them, and each one costs a million dollars to what? replace. No. I hear they get stolen out of backpacks all the time. And your lunch, too. My lunch? You are going to starve. And whatever else you do, don't use the restrooms. Why? Yes, they stink. <laughs> You'll have to hold your nose. Whoa. Well, there is that. But you know, there are also big spiders in that restroom. They're so big, you won't believe it. And... Gee, I, I hadn't even thought about any of this stuff. I'm going to go puke. <laughs> You do look awful. Thanks. What are you going to wear on the first day anyway? Well, I got this new t-shirt from camp I'm going to wear and my, my new jeans. No way. Nobody wears those clothes in sixth grade. You are not going to have any friends. Ah, what am I going to do? There's only one thing. Okay, God, I'm going to give you all of these fears because they are lying to me. But I can't seem to stop them. But I know that you can. So give me your courage, because I know that you can help me get through tomorrow. In Jesus' big and powerful name, amen. amen. Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Miss Lisa, for helping out with the blue box. And we're going to listen to hear the rest of the message, too. Wow, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Well, you all, I really liked that story, our blue box today, because it reminded me of the story from the Bible that I want to tell you about. It actually takes place in a book in the Bible called Exodus, from the first chapter, verses 8 through 21. And it took place a long time ago in a land called Egypt. And during that time, God's chosen people, the Israelites, and sometimes we call them the Jews, um, they were serving as slaves to the Egyptian king. And he was called Pharaoh. And Pharaoh wanted enough slaves to build his kingdom. And so that's what the Jews were doing for him. They were building up all of Egypt. But he was getting concerned because the Jews we're having so many babies that soon they were going to outnumber all of the Egyptians. 
And two characters we're going to meet in our story are called Shifra and Pua. Can you guys say that with me? Shifra and Pua. And they're midwives. And if you guys don't know what a midwife is, what they do is they, they co- would come to people's homes and they would help women deliver babies. Because back in that time, you didn't go to the hospital to have a baby. A midwife came to your house and you gave birth at home. And they helped make sure that the mom um, was able to deliver that baby safely and that the, the baby was able to come into the world. And the reason I get, I'm excited to talk about midwives today is I've gotten to know a few midwives recently. Because <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but my wife Julie and I are going to have a baby in October. And we've really loved getting to know our midwives because they've helped us track, track our baby's growth. They've helped us like through the different moments in pregnancy. And they're going to be with us on the day that our baby's born, which is super cool. And they have a super important job that I'm really counting on them for. <laughs> Little nervous about that day. Pray. Okay. <laughs> Mostly me. Julie will be fine. Okay, let's get back to our story. It starts with a new king as they're coming into power. Look, he said to his people, there, there have become so many of the Israelites that I am becoming concerned. Come, we must deal carefully with them, or they will become even more numerous. And if war breaks out, they will join the, our enemies. They will fight against us and leave the country. So they put the slave masters over them to make them work for the king. And they were treated badly. And they built Pitham and Ramses as places to keep food for Pharaoh. But the more they were treated badly, the more they multiplied and spread. So the Egyptians came to really dislike the Israelites and worked them almost to death. Wow. They made their lives really difficult with really hard work and with building things and with all kinds of work in the fields. And in all their really hard work, the Egyptians worked them roughly and were mean. And the king said to the Jewish midwives, whose names were Shifra and Pua, Okay, this part of the story is really hard, but I want you guys to know it's going to be okay in the end. All right, so bear with me, okay? The king went to the Jewish midwives, whose names were Shifra and Pua, and he said, when you are helping the Jewish women during childbirth, if you see that the baby is a boy, kill him. But if it's a girl, you can let her live. It's okay, though. It's going to get better. Here we go. The midwives, they were faithful to God, and they did not do what the king had asked them to do. Right? Thank God, because they let the boys live. And when the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked them, why have you done this? Why have you let the boys live? The midwives answered to Pharaoh, well, the Jewish women aren't like Egyptian women. They're very strong, and they give birth before the midwives arrive. So God was kind to the midwives, and the people increased and became even more numerous. And because the midwives were faithful to God, he gave them families of their own. It's pretty cool, right? I like this story, and the reason it reminded me of our blue box is it's a story from the Bible that reminds us that it's another moment that, that where someone was afraid and had to trust God. See, Shipra and Pua, they were put in a really tough spot by Pharaoh. They had dedicated their lives to helping women have their babies and to have them safely. And they were so good at being midwives, the Shipra and Pua were actually the leaders of midwives. There was a couple hundred midwives who worked under them. And so they were really good at what they had done and had dedicated their lives to that. So that the idea that a king would come to them and say, instead of helping bring life into the world, that he wanted them to end it, it was a terrible position for them to be in. On the one hand, they had someone who was really powerful asking them to do something, asking them to hurt baby boys. But on the other hand, 
they followed God. They were faithful followers of God, and they knew that God would not want them to hurt people. So what did they do? Well, they chose to trust God, and they were, decided to be very careful about how they went about their work. They continued to help mothers while they were pregnant. They continued to assist them during their pregnancy. And if they were around, they helped deliver the babies when they were being born. But when, so when Pharaoh said, you know, was asking them why there were so many baby boys, they just replied that, well, Jewish women must be stronger than Egyptian women and that they were having babies before they got there. A little crafty. But ultimately, they chose to trust God more than they trusted their fear. And as a result, they saved countless number of baby boys um, from certain death. And it was a courageous act. It was something that we should remember when we're asked to do something that we're afraid of. Because God meets us in our fear. And he tells us that we're stronger, that he's stronger than it. And that he can make us stronger too. And that gives me a lot of hope. Because it reminds me that I don't have to be alone in my fear. And that God is always with me to help overcome it. Well, another reason I really like that story is it's a really good reminder of what we should do when someone who's important or powerful asks us to do something wrong. See, like we've talked about Shipper and Pua, they were in that tough position because the king of Egypt, Pharaoh, right, the king of kings, was asking them to hurt baby boys. And that's something that they knew that was wrong. But the problem is he's the king. His word is like law. And if you disobeyed it, there were really big consequences. But here were these two faithful women, and they were going to follow God no matter what. And they decided and remembered that no matter how powerful Pharaoh is, that God is stronger. And they chose to trust that God was stronger, even if they couldn't see him, and even if he wasn't like their best friend who was right next to them, they knew that God was always with them, and that God was stronger. Because when it comes down to it, God's the one who made this whole world. He made you, he made me. And that means he's more powerful than Pharaoh. And no matter how much power Pharaoh has, God has more. And because Shipper and Pua knew that, they chose to follow God, and they knew what God would want them to do. And so they did that instead of what Pharaoh asked them. You know, when I was thinking about this, it reminded me of a story from when I was a kid. And it's about a woman named Corrie ten Boom. And she grew up in the Netherlands, which is in Europe, which is across the ocean, okay? So it's far away from here. But she grew up during World War II, okay? And her family, they ran a shop, and one day this Jewish woman came into their store and asked them for help. See, some really mean people were going around, and they were rounding up the Jews and taking them away. And Corey and her family knew that this was wrong and that they were being treated poorly. And so when the Jewish woman asked for help, they decided to hide her. And they decided to hide a lot more people and help them get to places where they were safe. And it was a really important job, and they helped save a lot of people from the mean people. And it was, but it was so dangerous that they actually ended up going to jail because the mean people were mad at them for doing that. And when Corey was a lot older, when she was asked about why her family chose to help those people, she said, you know what I learned through that? I learned to never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Will you guys say that with me? Never be afraid... To trust an unknown future to a known God. That means when we do new things or hard things, maybe like starting the school year, that we can trust that God is with us. Corey was like Shifra and Pua. She was faithful to God first, even when the powers of the world were trying to get her to do otherwise. 
And all of these women are examples of us of trusting God more than our fear and not letting our perceptions of power overcome how powerful God is. And what's amazing is we can be like Shifra and Pua too. Another big lesson that we get to learn from Shifra and Pua is that you don't have to be seen as important or powerful to play a big part in God's story. Here's why I say that. If you notice in the story, Pharaoh was very concerned about the baby boys. Did he seem concerned about the baby girls? No. He had all these plans for the boys, but the girls, he was just like, kind of, whatever, let them be born, let's all move on. And the reason is, is back then during that time, women didn't have the same status or, or rights that men did. And so they were treated as lower than men, and so they weren't seen as a threat. And so Pharaoh didn't treat them as a threat. But here's the thing. He should have. Learn this early in life, boys. Don't ever underestimate women, okay? Because it was Shifra and Pua and all of the female midwives that they led that they chose to disobey the king's orders. And as a result, an entire generation of Jewish boys was able to be born. And here's the really cool thing. Do you guys remember the great biblical hero Moses? He was one of the boys that was born of this generation. And it was because of Shifra and Pua and the way they led their community that Moses was able to be born. And then Moses was plucked out of the river by Pharaoh's own daughter, who couldn't bear to let Moses be hurt, and raised him as her own son. And Moses is the one that ultimately leads the Jews to freedom, and Pharaoh is defeated. But it was all the actions of all these women that set the stage for everything that Moses did. Everything he did was made possible by all their combined actions and faithfulness to God. These women, who weren't seen as important in their culture— but instead they chose to do what they knew what was right. They ended up building the foundation for God's people to be a free people, which I think is really cool. And what we can draw from this is that all of us can and have the ability to play a part in God's story and that our role isn't dependent on what other people think of us or how they value us. Because God is the one who takes our lives. He takes our actions. He takes all the things that we do and he makes something amazing out of it. So that means if you're a man or a woman, if you're a boy or you're a girl, if you're super young or you're super old, if you're black, if you're white, if you're brown, if you're any other skin color, if you were born here or you were born somewhere else, none of that matters to God and how he can use you because all of us have an important role in his story of bringing the gospel to the world. How we are viewed by others and what other people think of us have no bearing on how important we are to God's story. God sees us and sees us as important because he made us he loves us, and he wants to use us. So there you have it, Shifra and Pua, two pretty important women in the Bible who teach us that we can trust God even when we're overwhelmed or afraid, that we can be faithful to God even when the powers of this world are trying to get us to do otherwise, and that we don't have to be seen as important to other people to be important to God and a part of his plan. I'm really thankful that they were included in Scripture. I'm thankful that the Bible tells us their story and tells us their names so we can remember them and remember that ordinary people in their ordinary lives can be a part of doing extraordinary things. You guys pray with me? Holy God, thank you for being a God who sees us, a God who made us, and a God who calls us into being a part of your love being known by others. God, help us to remember Shifra and Pua, two amazing women who teach us that we can trust you when we're afraid, that we can choose to follow you no matter what, and that you will use us no matter how we're seen by others. Thank you for loving us, and thank you for calling us. It's in your holy name we pray. And everyone said, amen.